Co-Selling Hero, hosted by real estate veteran Tom Didion. Each week, we break down today's ultra-hot home seller's market and give you the tips, tricks, and guidance to navigate the selling process and get the most out of selling your home. Proudly presented by the Tom Didion team. Let's jump in. All right, greetings and moyen, everybody. Thanks for coming back to the Home Selling Hero podcast. I am your host, Tom Didier, and today's guest is RJ Lang. RJ just told me you're, what, 30-some young kid? 30, 32 tomorrow. 32 years old. So RJ Lang with Lush Homes and Lang Brothers. We're going to be talking about affordable housing as it pertains to what Lush is. So RJ, why don't you just take it away and take three minutes to introduce to our listeners who you are and what you do and who you're here representing. Sure. Yeah. So thank you for having me on, Tom. Really appreciate it. LUSH stands for Lang Urban Sustainable Homes. And what our mission is, is to rethink how we're building homes. So our family business, Lang Brothers, has been around since 1932 in the city of Milwaukee. And we've gone through a number of pivots, if you will, to meet customer needs. And that's led us to basically the pandemic to start building affordable homes and traditional homes for individuals as well. So so is this, this is pandemic based, like this idea of Lush Homes did not exist prior to pandemic? Correct. So oh, Lush okay. I didn't know that. was started in 21, okay. the initial LLC. The concept comes from a technology through Wiki Homes, so Wiki Houses, which is uh, an open source platform that was developed roughly 10 years ago. Okay. And it uses a similar snap together method that's going to allow people to build homes. So who owns, so back up, so who owns Wiki? I mean, you know, who has the rights to that? You said it's an open source. Yeah. That means like everybody has the rights to access what Wiki Home is? Correct. So okay. Wiki Home is an open source platform that okay. was developed by an architect over in England, and he made that an open source platform. And the goal was to build affordable housing for individuals, specifically in third world countries. So think of like a country like India, where people don't necessarily own land and they need to be able to build a, a small, quick house mm-hmm. and then be able to disassemble that house if they needed to, if they end up having to move okay. to a different location. Okay. So, all right. So the the wiki, you're building, Lush is a wiki inspired design or is it are you guys officially do you guys have like the wiki label on your homes or we do not is it just inspired by so it's inspired by wiki i would say at this point it's uh, a distant cousin or evolution for it makes sense we've gone out and and seen other individuals that have built homes similar to the style using the wiki concept the big difference that we're seeing is when we go out and see these people whether it's over in uh, Amsterdam, where we went and saw a number of homes built to England, Poland, China, they had built some of these, is that they're not seeing the increase in productivity and cost savings mm. of building the homes. And a lot of those come down to the processing of how we're mm. building our homes. Okay. So what is LUSH? What does LUSH stand for? So LUSH stands for Lang Urban Sustainable Homes. And Lang is your company. And then go give the listeners a quick background on the history of Lang because you guys have been around for some time. Yeah, absolutely. So Lang Brothers was founded by my great-grandfather back in 1932. And when we first started, we had a small garage in Milwaukee. And the city of Milwaukee actually told us that we can't run a wood shop out of a garage anymore. So we upped 
the garage and moved over to a new location. And we started off making wooden toys. And then every, just by coincidence, I guess, every 10, 15 years, we seem to pivot to a new direction of what we do. So like I said, we started doing wooden toys and then we moved into building wooden crates for Coca-Cola company. And then during World War II, we started building things for the military. So like uh, bunk beds, lockers for the uh, U.S. Army, things of that sort. And then after the war was over, we started working on uh, millwork packages and trim, things like that for all of the homes, the trim packages and things like that. Yeah. And then in the 1980s, I would say our crown jewel is we did the Madison Capitol building. So all of the hand railings you see there, all the chairs, the desks and stuff like that, we worked on that project for a number of years. And what year again was that? That started in the 1980s and okay. that took us about 10, 15 years. To there's finish. a lot of wood. I'm in the Capitol once a year for government day and yep. there's a lot of wood in that building. Correct. So all of that is, you know, coming from Lang Brothers on that project. We do things like uh, Potawatomi, the hotel, those honeycomb type yeah. doors, more uh, commercial and high-end projects that we're working on now. And then, like I mentioned earlier, with the beginning of the pandemic, how Lush, you know, got started was we were looking um, at ways to pivot to something new because all of the projects got pushed back. Mm. Right. And so, we we're starting to look at new ideas. And one of the groups I was consulting with was a veterans organization that's looking to build small homes for veterans to a place to get back into civilian life and mm -hmm. deal with other issues like post-traumatic stress and things like that. So I said, let's not build smaller sheds. Like the wiki home concept was, let's look at building bigger homes. And that's what got us started on the you know journey of building affordable housing in the city of Milwaukee. Okay. So that that's the mission. The mission is affordable housing, right? Yep. And if we back up well, we can talk for hours and days about that. And I've discussed it a lot as a realtor about the challenge of affordable housing across the spectrum, right? I mean, housing is super expensive. And so you have the cost of housing, the cost to build housing going up. You have the inventory of housing going down, so less right. homes to buy. And, you know, you've got what we call the housing affordability index, which kind of tracks like, okay, Houses are going up in value, but people are making more money and they're not in line at all. So yep. affordability is becoming more and more challenging. And then, of course, the the kicker that realtors probably don't want to talk about is that I think that the idea of home ownership, which has always been the American dream, I feel like that's been under attack. I don't want to say under attack, but it's changing. It's evolving. Some people, some generations, some individuals don't have a dream of owning a home. Yep. And it's for a bunch of reasons. I said the obvious one that I see is the generation that saw their parents go through the, you know, the shit storm of 2006 to two. So it was like a six year period there. It was tough. And if you saw your parents lose their home during that six years, it was probably pretty challenging emotionally to see your parents lose their house. And I'm thinking those kids who I would refer to as still as kids, some are going to be your age, <laughs> you know, they might have a tainted version of home ownership. So you have all these things coming together that are I think rewriting what the American dream is, but certainly affordability is, it's a huge, huge challenge. So your job with Lush here is to kind of help, help that. Yeah, I would say that's our main focus. I mean, the phrase I always like to add is we're rethinking how we build homes, yep. right? And so our philosophy is that if we can build an affordable home in the city of Milwaukee, um, that we can then build a home for any anyone, right? Yeah. Whether it's middle class, upper class, 
um, moving those things around. So the a lot of people don't realize the city of Milwaukee is, I think it's almost 70% investor owned, yeah, 30% about owned, Yeah, and I didn't realize it was that high. I mean, so the stat you have heard is that 70% of the single family homes in Milwaukee, city of Milwaukee, are owned by investors. Yeah, it's like 65 to 70. It's it's flipped for what yeah. a healthy market should have. Yeah. It's not good. So. That's staggering, although we just talked about, you know, some people don't want to own homes anymore. So there is, and again, that's a different subject, there is some great flexibility in renting. I know a lot of people that love renting because they move around a lot and they're not yeah. here and they love to do, live in different houses every three years. So there is some of that, but that's staggering statistics, 70%. Yeah, 70%. And then but the other thing is one of the quickest ways that a family can build generational wealth is through home ownership, yep. right? Yep. And so that's, that's why we want to get in there and, and start building generational wealth for people yep. in the city of Milwaukee. And I know the mayor really wants to grow the city from the 600,000 up to a million in the next couple of years. And yep. the biggest problem is you don't have enough housing, right? And it's mm-hmm. too expensive and you have some 3,000 vacant lots that are sitting and you know, that's our goal. And if we build a hundred homes a year, that's 30 years of work just for us alone. So that's, that's a goal, hundred, hundred homes in a year. That's a future. Our, our goal is to continue to scale it up. I think this year, our goal is to try and do 20 homes this year. Okay. We have the capacity within, with using Lang Brothers as a, as a partner to do yep. probably 150 homes a year right now. Yep. But that's also part of our process in manufacturing, you doing fourth generation manufacturing where we're not required to build a large factory. We can use the access capacity of another manufacturer's CNC machine yeah. to produce homes, almost like a franchise style. All right. So let's get back to that because our I think our listeners are probably still saying, what the hell is a lunch? We, stop. we haven't told them what it is. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll give the listeners what my, try and abbreviate from the little I know. I did was fortunate enough to get a tour from RJ about two weeks ago, right after the holiday. And I brought a bunch of my contractor buddy's down to tour his home in Milwaukee. So he is building a house, if I could summarize, he is building a house with no nails, no glue, no dumpsters, very few carpenters, and it is all wood, but the entire thing is put together like a jigsaw puzzle with pieces of wood that are engineered pieces of wood that have already been framed and cut out by an engineered by a CNC machine. Correct. And basically you're shipping these giant shipments of wood and then it's a giant puzzle piece and you assemble and build a home with rubber mallets. Yeah. How far off am I? I would say that's actually a okay. very good representation of what Lush is and the, the building system of what makes it unique. We're building the entire structure entirely out of three quarter inch plywood. Yep. We would say it's micro timber instead of mass timber construction. There, like you said, there's no nails and glue, and everything snaps together. And we're finding that that's allowing us to build the framing and the the structure of the home, along with some of the plug and play components, faster, better, and economical and green. Yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah, you the the parts of the I don't want to say parts. The lumber shows up on a truck, mm-hmm. and it's already everything's labeled. I noticed that all of your panels have. Parts, you know, ones and twos and threes and there's part numbers so that when you snap it together, it's literally like arrows and reading numbers and this goes here. So there's not a lot of brain work involved. Yeah. We wanted to make it where, you know, our core principles are 
you know, affordable, green. We want it to be also self-built is one of the core principles that we have for it. So we want to make it as easy as possible that it's easy for entry for someone to start a business using mm. this type of home. And our goal is to have it be eventually, instead of buying a traditional lumber package, mm-hmm. you would buy a wash kit mm. that you could assemble. And so instead of having all of these parts, we partially pre-assemble these into, you know, just letter shapes. So we have a U-beam and then you have a V-beam. So the U-beam is the floor and the bottom of the walls and the V is the ceiling aspect. Mm-hmm. And then you just have to connect it at two points, at the point of the V mm. on the roof and then in the middle of the walls. So the individuals that are assembling really only have to know four or five parts that are the connector parts to assemble it versus all the other. Have a house to sell, but not sure who to trust when it comes to getting the best deal and leveraging the current market? Trust the experts at the Tom Didier team. With over a quarter century of selling Milwaukee, Tom and his team of real estate experts are here to ensure that you get every penny you deserve out of selling your home. No matter where you live in the dairy state, put one of Wisconsin's top real estate teams to work for you in selling your home and making the most of your real estate investment. Looking to buy a house instead? Tom and his team have you covered here as well, helping you craft and perfect the offer on your dream home. Visit SellingMilwaukee.com to find out how much your home could be worth and connect with the team to make your next real estate transaction a dream. Now, back to the show. So is that one of the goals? I think I just heard you say that I'm sure there's a million end goals right now. And you guys are still, you guys are babies. I mean, this is, you're still learning as you go, right? I'm sure you're still learning something. But one of the goals is to maybe potentially your clients would be people that would build their homes themselves. You eliminate the need to hire a builder. You buy a lush home, you pick your model online and they ship this house to your lot that you've already purchased on your own. And these are going to be so easy to build that anybody with a, Robert Mallet can build their own house by following instructions. Yeah. I mean, it's designed that it's, you know, simplicity in, in mind, right? And and it depends on what people want to do with it. But yes, we have models that we can just send you the kit. And we've had people already do that where they've been given the kit and they assemble the structure. And we have other people that say they want us to be on the site, almost like a general contractor and taking them through that process. Yeah. So you got one spec, I'll call it a spec, speculation home going right now in the city of Milwaukee. Yep. It was roughly, what was it, Silver Spring and... North, it's on 39th and Silver Spring. 39th and Silver Spring, so that'd be called the northwest side, I think, of the city of Milwaukee. It's about, four, is it 1,400 square feet? Or it's, it's 1,300 square feet on the first in the floor. In the first bar. With a basement that has 1,300 square feet, and then it has a two-and-a-half-car garage. It's about 650 square feet. Okay. And if I understand correctly, the foundation is what we'd call a convention conventional construction foundation. Mm-hmm. But the entire frame, both exterior, interior, and frame itself, that's all going to be lush parts. Correct. So yep. right now, I think you said you're, you got the typical contractors in there, which are your electricians, yes. plumbers, HVAC, mm-hmm. insulation, things like that. So right now you're in the middle, you're letting them, letting the conventional guys do all their stuff. Yeah, correct. And we would call that phase three of four for us in our mechanicals. We'd break it up into... Your excavation and, and digging phase one, phase two would be framing the the lush parts, and then phase three would be your traditional mechanicals, HVAC, and then phase four would be your, your finishes. Right. And 
and I'm not going to put you on the spot for numbers because I think, like you said, you're still learning your numbers, but the intention here is one, to have people be able to build their own homes, and two, the cost of this is supposed to be, what you're going for is considerably lower than what we call conventional construction costs, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you won't say quote me on the numbers, but I, in ranging, if you're looking at just you know framing, I think we're finding somewhere between 40 to $60 a square foot for framing, and then turnkey, we're looking at anywhere from 100 to $175 a square foot turnkey. Turnkey. So yeah. that's... So you're at that 175 goal, like a goal of 175 dollars square foot for a completed house. Yep. And yeah, right now I don't that doesn't exist, and I haven't se- I haven't seen any builder, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, the couple that I was just talking to before I came over here said they were quoted at 400 dollars yeah. square foot, and I've I've seen maybe the lowest 250 to 500. I would say is kind of yeah. the the range. Yeah, I've, we've told customers that if you just want to throw a number out there for a decent house you're looking at 250 dollars a square foot to start and then mm-hmm. i'm sure there's plenty of beautiful uh incredible homes that would cost 400 or more per square foot yep. um i saw on your website and i've heard you and your dad talk about i believe it's the five l's correct that's one of your yep foundations what are the five l's so that's going to be lumber land local codes lending i'm missing one there and I'll go as I go through them here. I'll probably get that. I'll pull, last I'll pull one. them up and yeah, we'll do it just like Joe Rogan and some yeah. guys operating the and so the background here. Going through those, right? Those were the, the issues that the city of Milwaukee gave us essentially. And so the first one is lumber, right? And as everyone knows, not too long ago, prices of lumber just skyrocketed, right? And so we're addressing that by building with plywood, and we have also the ability to use either traditional plywood or OSB board. So those prices fluctuate. And so what's been actually kind of cool is I ran an experiment within our experiment and the initial part of the house, we did all plywood. And now the garage that we just assembled on the back of it, we used the OSB board. Okay. So I just, so your five L's are land, lumber, labor, lending, and local code. So a couple of them jump out to me and I say, how are you helping identify the need of the land and the lending. I mean, the local code is what it is. You guys are working on lumber and labor by making the labor self-labor and the lumber price come down. But what are you guys doing with land and lending? Lending is going to be tough because you're a brand new product. And my guess is lenders are going to look at you and they're going to look at each other and say, what is this? What is this asset? But go ahead yeah. and talk about that. So land, that's also part of the mission with the city of Milwaukee, right? Okay. With the 3,000 vacant lots. So 3,000 vacant lots in the city of Milwaukee. Those are all owned by the city of Milwaukee? They're owned by the wow. city of Milwaukee. Another wild stat. And those lots are for sale at $1. Yeah. So, yeah. right, the land is there. If you want the land, you mm-hmm. can do it. The problem is, back to the lending, mm-hmm. right, is it's a essentially, in my opinion, a dead zone, right? You can't yeah. hear and say, well, if you have a qualified buyer, we can do it, but you can't get the, the lending to do it. Right. So we're fully self-financing this first project that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And now that we're doing that and we actually have a product now, right, the lending is starting to come back. Initially, when we started, right, we had to figure out how we were categorized, Mm -hmm. right? And is this, you know, modular? A lot of people look at the box and you have these parts and they say, oh, this is, you know, a modular home. It's actually not a modular home. It falls under traditional construction. And that's based off the inspection process, having open access. So you can actually see into the panels and see inside of the building as you're doing it. One of the exciting things with the city of Milwaukee is they're actually designating two city inspectors and a perimeter to all of our lush homes in the building. So as we build, 
they're familiar with the product, they understand it and they know what it was. So it took us quite a while to get that initial first permit and get things going, but now they come out and they're actually moving things around. So one of the things that we did was normally insulation is on the back end of the house construction. For us, the insulation is going in first in order to speed up the construction process, for example. It's funny you use the word modular, and I think I just heard you say you're not classified as modular. Mm -hmm. You know, as a realtor for the last 30 years, I've always found that there's been a stigma with the word modular. People think cheap. Yep. Modular equals cheap. And I've always pointed out, you know, Wick Homes, Wausau Homes, there's a lot of modular homes that were built in the 60s and 70s. And if you educate the buyer about it, that that means these homes were built in a controlled environment. You know, the wood doesn't split because it was never exposed to the elements. It was built in a warehouse that was 65 degrees. You know, then they say, oh, that's kind of cool. And that's why I point out that these homes are still in great, great shape. But yeah, for some reason, there's a stigma that is attached with a home that's built, you know, differently. As opposed to, you know, some of these conventional construction homes, they frame them and then the weather hits and then these basements and these floors and walls just right now, look outside in Wisconsin, we just got a snow, what, we got three, five inches yesterday. Absolutely. And that wood is just soaking up all that moisture and snow eventually, whereas um, homes that are either built really quick or homes that are built modular like in a factory don't have to deal with yeah. these elements. And we, we run into that issue all the time. And one of the things that I'm actually really excited about is we're giving a presentation to all of the state city inspectors in February. Cool. So we travel around the state for that. And then we got invited from the city of Milwaukee to present to all the municipalities. Yeah. Um, and it's March or April that we're doing okay. that. So people are going to start to get very familiar with our product and the process. Yeah. You know, an example of, you know, people being afraid that you're building a low quality house with that stigma. We had a gentleman that's looking to, on the other end of the spectrum, right, building a house on a lake home and he's looking at selling the lot and he tells the guy, oh, I'm looking to build these houses, you know, between, like I said, $100, $175 a square foot. And he says, oh, I, no way, I'm not selling my property to you. These are nice million dollar homes that are on the lake and between the golf sure. course. We're, we're not going to do that. And then, so we went up and we had dinner with them and we go over some of the, you know, key components of right. how this is actually a superior structure yeah. um, to a traditional building. And then, you know, like, oh, okay, I'm on board. Go ahead. Yeah. Purchased the lot, I think, two weeks ago, he told me, yeah. and moved forward. So you have a lot of, that just shows, you have a lot of educating of consumers ahead of you. Yeah. You I have would, to teach them what it is. I would say the hardest part for us now at this point is we know that we have a product it's just getting the education and training to other people so that they feel comfortable with some of the key features that we haven't really, you know, talked about yet is you know, when we're building these structures, you know, we're building a six by 12 construction for a beam versus your two by four or two by six construction for a traditional home. Okay. You don't have trusses. We're able to fully span. I noticed that. 25 yeah. feet with no load bearing walls. And that comes into the processing too because we leave all the interior walls out until everything's done and then we put them in at the end. You get the vaulted ceiling at 18 feet at the peak and we design the roof pitch to be optimized for solar panels. So in Wisconsin, we have the pitch at 38 degrees. So your solar panels are designed that way. Your walls, like I said, are the six by 12. So you have a 12 inch thick wall. The house that we're building in Milwaukee, we're doing spray and insulation. Okay. So we have three to four inches there. So based off our energy consulting, 
we're anticipating an R38 to R40 insulation rating compared to a traditional home that's okay. typically R16, R18. And then, like I said, we also have our, our plug-and-play method where we essentially have all of the holes pre-drilled for all of the HVAC electrical. So they're not, uh, the percent of their work is prepping the site and we've been already starting to see savings that way as well. Yeah, and we were talking earlier before we started recording was that the, the whole point of, you're trying to change not only the construction of the home, but the job site itself. Like you don't have dumpsters Correct. because you don't have any waste. Yep. You don't have, we talked about, well, let's go talk about that. You don't have glue and nails or screws. Mm-hmm. So- I don't know if it's a silly question, but why not? I mean, is it, does it cost that much more time and money? Why you're already snapping these things together. Why wouldn't you potentially glue and screw these things together as you're snapping them together? Yeah. So one of the main reasons for that is again, time, you, you know, cost. Time is money. So time is money. Time is money. Correct. And so we were just listening to a podcast like a month ago on Freakonomics and they're talking about that construction of homes is 30% less productive than it was, you know, 20, 30 years ago, right? And so we're trying to improve that that process, right? And that's really what Lush is, is research and development on how to improve the process of building an entire home. And yes, the main component is the the framing. But to answer your question on the the beam is it also allows the the structure to breathe and give it long-term ability. So if people ask me, well, what about an earthquake or a hurricane, right? And I'll say, think of your your spine, right? You can move your your back left and right, but if you put a rod right through it and it gets stiff, right, then eventually it's going to snap. Or you have a tornado, right, and the the big trees are the ones that break. The smaller ones, right, they can bend. And so within the beam, what's actually happening is there's a small jig that goes in between that catches it each way it shifts and allows the the building to essentially shake and shift, but not okay. go anywhere at the same time. Right. So it's all part of the plan. Yep. Is to is to not have that. And if I was understanding the conversation I was overhearing between either you and your dad or other contractors was that you're also trying to improve the the overall timeline so when these sheets come off the truck, they go, they don't get stacked anywhere. You don't have to go get them again. They, they go directly from the truck to, to yeah. the building. So it's literally just unload, snap together, unload, build it, unload, build it, and then the truck leaves. Correct. Yep. So- Parts come off onto the off the CNC machine. They're then partially preassembled into those U or V beams. If you're looking at a stu- two story, it would be an H beam. If you're building on a slab, you'd be using I beams. Right? It's very easy to get the shape. Those pieces then are loaded in essentially backwards into a semi truck, so that when the truck gets to the site, all you have to do is open up the back of the semi truck, and then you're just grabbing from the back and working your way into the truck. You don't have to think about it. You just grab and you know that's going to be the first piece you're going to need. And then the sheeting for the interior walls and stuff is going to be the last thing. Gotcha. And again, the whole house is built with, it's not, is it considered plywood or is it considered yep. OSB or what's the product considered? Three quarter inch plywood. It is plywood. Okay. Yep. Or, or, so either or. Yep. So that's another nice thing is we can, as the market oh. prices change, you can use either one. And is there, right now, is there an abundance or is there a good mm-hmm. supply of plywood and OSB available or is there a shortage of that type of lumber right now? The the price of plywood and OSB went up a little bit when lumber went up, but it wasn't anywhere near what that was. Right now, OSB is slightly cheaper than plywood. A month and a half ago, plywood was slightly less than OSB. So it'll fluctuate with the market just like anything. Correct. Okay. 
you had talked a little bit about um, meeting and with some city officials and giving some presentations. I think you had said a few weeks ago you had the opportunity to show your product in Washington D.C. Did I yeah, hear that correctly? Yeah. So what did you what did you do there? Who who uh, who invited you? How they find out about what you're doing? Yeah, so we we're lucky enough to give a presentation at the White House back in early December here. We presented to the National Economic Council there, so the uh, team that reports to the advisor on Joe Biden's cabinet. Mm. So very cool experience, obviously. You know, how we, you know, got in there, it's it's a matter of just asking, right? You know, when we started this journey, probably a year in, we reached out to Brat over there, who's the advisor, and said, hey, we have this idea. And we shot him an email and said, this is what we have and we're developing. And it's amazing. They actually would reply within 24 hours and say, hey, this is great. Keep it up. And then another year or so into it, they said, yeah, we'd be open to having a presentation. So we gave them a presentation via Zoom. Yeah. And then now this last year, we said, hey, we made, made a lot more progress. We're going to be in the area. And, you know, you said that if we were in the area, you'd be open to us having, you know, a presentation in person. Yeah. So they said, yeah, sure, come on down. And so we were very excited to cool. do that. Well, it sounds like that's a big part of what you're doing, which is exactly what we're doing right here is yeah. talking to people and educating people and letting them know that there's an alternative out there. And like I said, it sounds as if I understand correctly, this new company of yours is still in its infancy stages. So you're still learning, but you know, you talked about some goals, like a hundred houses in a year, mm-hmm. something like that. What else is the goal? I mean, so where are you at right, right now? You're building this house. Yep. You're going to finish it. And then, then what? Do you have other sites that are already picked out that you're going to keep rolling or yeah. what's the plan after the first one's done? So after the first one's done, we're planning on having it staged and then bringing all of the investors we've had come through over the last couple of years, come out and see it. So throughout the years here, we've had tons of people come out and see our warehouse, one that was 500 square feet and see it. And everyone is roughly the same, right? This is an amazing concept. It's the price point, it's green, it's efficient, you know, it's more aesthetically pleasing, it's open concept, but do you have a finished product, right? And so we said, okay, we're going to just jump and we're going to, we're going to build one. Right. And so we're planning on being done here end of February, which is another exciting thing is we broke ground roughly three months ago. So we're on track to build a house turnkey in under six Mm. months. That's cool. We want to see this keep keep growing from here. So once we have a sponsor that we have now to stage the house and have Mm. these investors come through, I'm thinking that we're going to get a lot of orders. Yeah. Hope so. Are you familiar with opportunity zones? Yep. Within the city of Milwaukee. Yeah. Yep. So are you, are you a candidate? Is your product a candidate? Would you qualify for that? I mean, I'm not an opportunity zone expert by any means. I understand what they are and they're in low income areas and there's in tax incentives offered to developers to build, you know, homes and infrastructure in those neighborhoods. Do you, does, do you know if your product is going to qualify for any sort of potential tax incentive. I mean, with, so when you look at solar and you look at, there's a lot of incentives out there tax-wise for people to invest in newer green technology. Yep. So there's a lot of incentives out there. Opportunity zones are where the vacant lots are, right? And so that's where they're they're listed for a dollar, right? So you can get them that way. There is additional funding for remodeling homes in Mm -hmm. those areas. So if you buy a home, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like $35,000 if you spend 35,000, you get reimbursed that. Right. So you can put 70,000 into it to, to fix it up. There's not really too much out there that we've seen that is for new construction and building. 
Okay. When we look on Zillow, and actually that's how we got one of our customers, they went on Zillow and they looked at new construction in the city of Milwaukee, and we were the only ones building a new home no kidding. in the city of Milwaukee. Um, it shows that there's a- The entire city of Milwaukee, there's uh, one new home being built, and it's you. From what we see on wow. Zillow? Yep. Yeah. And so they, they reached out to us and said, you guys are the only ones. They said, there's two or three other ones that are on here, and they're just- pictures of, you know, like a fourplex built in mm-hmm. 1960, they're not listed correctly. Right. So, um, you know, there's a problem with building homes in Milwaukee and right. We could go on and on about some of those issues and how we're, you know, addressing them. So you guys have the staff. I mean, I'm, I'm imagining even though you're trying to improve the labor problem by having less carpenters needed, mm-hmm. do you guys have, you know, when you guys build these homes, are they going to be your employees that you know, you foresee building these homes or are you going to hire more people or are you still going back to the, you buy the package and you guys just build it somewhat yourself? I think at the end of the day for Lush, the goal is to be the research development, distribution and consulting company for it. Okay. But that goes back to what our main challenge is is, and something that we're working on is providing education and training so that these other people can learn how to do it and then start their own businesses building them. One of the exciting things for us on and building the kits, though, is we don't need more labor time. We need more machine time. Good. And so that's very easy to fix, right? So we're actually in the process of purchasing a new CNC machine, which will increase our capacity from 50 that we currently could probably do in a year to about 150, okay. right? And then as you continue to expand from there, you can use someone else's access capacity, their second or their third shift to run their CNC machine. And then you could essentially establish a type of franchise. I don't have to go out and raise money to build a big factory, mm-hmm. right? So I always use the example, like when we went to the White House, Tesla asked for $456 million um, in a low interest rate loan to build all their gigafactories, right. right? And then they were very successful, they made profit and he paid it off early. I think most people are familiar with that story. You know, ours is just the working capital is needed to build these. I don't need yeah. to go out and build a big factory and get things going and and we can scale that way. Are you familiar with our state representative, Rob Brooks? I'm not. You should get in touch with him. I just had him on a podcast about whatever, five or six episodes ago. He, he actually authored quite a few of the bills on the state level that are initiatives to help housing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them have to do with giving municipalities the ability to offer low or no interest loans to increase affordability and inventory. So yeah, I'd be very curious. Like, again, it seems like your product is still a baby and you're still learning what to do with it and how to raise it. But I'd be really curious to see if your product is actually a candidate for something that would qualify for that. Yeah. I'll put you in touch. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, like I said, it it falls under traditional construction, but I think it's, like I said, we got to prove yeah. That our concept works, not just the the numbers and the, the math uh, initial. Early on the podcast, I think I heard you talk about other countries. Have you visited as part of putting this company together? Have you yep. went to other countries and looked at other people's wiki ideas? Yes. So like I said, the initial founder was in England okay. and there's an architect that's in Amsterdam that took the okay. concept and they actually built 26 homes over in Amsterdam. So okay. in January of last year, we flew over there and we visited them to take a look at the home. And our goal was to right learn how they're building them. Yeah. What are we missing, right? We got all these all this research and time into it. Are we doing something wrong, right? We want to we don't want to be out there building our first home and right. then find out oh this structure doesn't work, right, or something doesn't work there. And 
was really interesting was while we did learn some stuff, we actually learned that we were actually, in our opinion, further ahead mm. on some of these processing things. So the biggest thing that I can would point out is they build their structure and then they put a second interior wall inside the frame. Okay. Where our structure, we build the frame and then we use thermal fuse panels instead of uh, drywall that then just snaps right onto the structure. Yeah, that's another important feature that we haven't pointed out specifically, yep. that your homes will not have drywall, right? Or will it have, in some, it can. It can. But it's they're designed and engineered to not be Correct. required. So when we initially designed it and we're engineering it, we designed it so that you'd have thermal fuse panels, which again, surprise, surprise, is a three quarter inch piece of plywood that then just has a piece of you know paper that's on it. And so it can have a texture, it can be smooth, you can have it be any color, white, red, purple, pink, you can have it look like, you know, distressed wood or a nice panel system. And so those actually then just snap into place. And we already have with our plug and play system, all of the outlets cut out, things like that. So again, improving the efficiency. And then, so tell the listeners what the exterior of the home on a lush home can yep. be or will be or is yep. made of right now. So the lush home that we're building in Milwaukee, we're using just an LP siding. Yep. So it's got a a 30 year warranty on it. It's a little bit higher end siding, right? If someone wanted to go downscale, they could do final siding or already plank or something like that. But again, with our, one of our themes being green, right? right we're using LP again, cause it's a plywood material. Right. But the, the frame of a lush home does allow a customer to pick any type of conventional siding. If that's the route they want to go with conventional Absolutely. LP or vinyl or aluminum or steel or brick yes. or whatever the houses are engineered. Houses are 100% customizable up yep. to, I would say, three stories. We can do an open span up to 25 feet. If someone said I wanted to do 30 or 35, just require us to do an additional engineering report. We prefer thermal fuse panels because when they're green, they're stronger than drywall. They go on faster. And it's actually a probably a luxury product as we look at mm -hmm. up and coming trends that we see in higher end homes. That's actually what they're putting into the homes. But if you wanted to put drywall in absolutely you can put drywall sure. in. if you want to put final siding on absolutely you could you could do that you want to put brick on the home you can do that yep cool well it's exciting so if a customer wants to find out more about lush homes i googled you before you got here and it came up but so i i can tell the customer just google lush homes milwaukee and you'll find you but what is the dedicated website and uh, throw out some contact information if people want to yep. reach out to you and learn more about lush absolutely so our website is lushhome.org. Yep. So if you go on there, it'll have all of our information. If you want to reach out to myself, it would be just rj at lushhome.org. Again, okay. so very straightforward. And then I can throw out my cell phone number. You can call me directly, 414-588-2181. Cool. Well, I learned, I already knew a little bit, but just by you sitting here for half an hour, I feel like I know much more now. So I hope the the Hope the listeners do as well. You've got RJ's information. I'll put a link also on my website to Lush Homes, which is just tomdidier.com if anybody has any questions about it. You can also reach out to me at 414-881-3290 if you want any other scoop about Lush Homes. I was fortunate enough, like I said, to go down and visit their spec home in Milwaukee right after the holiday. And it's, it's wild. It's something totally different. Different, but same. But you guys, right. what, what I like is you guys are excited about this and seems like you're willing to learn and innovate and you want to keep growing this thing. And 
I hope you guys become huge. And then they, you know, 10 years from now, they're like, remember when you were sitting in your tongue, didn't there's home studio talking about this? Absolutely. That'd be really cool. So thanks for listening, everybody. Um, happy holidays. Um, happy new year. 2024 is off and running and we'll talk to everybody soon. As always, always use a local lender until next time. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to Home Selling Hero. For more, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and connect with Tom across LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have a question about selling your home or buying your next one, reach out to Tom at tom at tomdidier.com or call or text him directly at 414-881-3290. Home Selling Hero is a production of Tom Didier Real Estate in partnership with Westport Studios. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and any information presented during the course of discussion is presented as reliable under the laws of the state of Wisconsin. Be sure to consult a local agent in order for any nuances where you may live.